Is Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers' successor? No, because Aaron Rodgers is going to play until he's 107 years old. Crossy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I can't even begin to think about Aaron Rodgers' career finale because I will spiral into a depression and I'm quarantined, so it will be real, real bad. Crossy, and today, uh, as we did yesterday and talked about Justin Jefferson. Uh, We're going to take a look at Jordan Love, another highly requested draft prospect to check out for the Green Bay Packers. Now, right off the bat, if you didn't look at yesterday's, again, unfortunately, I'm not able to put in highlights of this because uh, they they just take me down or they demonetize me. So there are plenty of highlight videos on. I'm going to also point to a couple games where you can go find out that tape in case you want to look for yourself and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Now, one of the biggest questions that's coming up about Jordan Love is, is he a first-rounder? Is he going to go in the first round? There's been mock drafts that I've seen that potentially even the Patriots can scoop him up even before 30, uh, and then there's others that are saying that he's falling into the later rounds. So that's there that question. And then the other bigger question, I would argue, is for the Packers, while Jordan Love could be a great prospect, especially, especially if he sits behind Aaron Rodgers for years, um... Should we focus on the future right now, or should we focus on winning with the team that we currently have and bolstering that team uh, to get us into the next Super Bowl? So whether that is getting an inside linebacker, offensive tackle, or wide receiver, uh, or even maybe a defensive tackle with the first-round pick. But let's take a look at uh, Jordan Love. So 2017, 12 games, 129 completions to 235 attempts, completing about 54 0.9% of his passes, eight touchdowns, uh, six interceptions, and two rushing TDs. But 2018 is when, obviously, he got the attention of uh, the rest of the nation because he played phenomenally. 13 games, 267 completions uh, out of 417 attempts, completing 64% of his passes, 32 touchdowns, and again, only six interceptions, and he rushed in for seven touchdowns. And people were like, whoa! I love Jordan Love. You see what I did there? It's a play on words, even though it's the same word. Uh, the problem was then going into his junior year, uh, a lot of the wide receiver talent left, uh, coaching changes as well, um, helped, I don't want to say caused, but helped the decline in his productivity. Uh, still played 13 games in 2019, but 293 for 473, uh, completing roughly about 62%, uh, 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions and zero rushing TDs. So so obviously this is a, a huge decline in productivity when it comes to TDs, scoring 12 less than he did the previous year and jumping up 11 interceptions. And so one of the big things I wanted to look at when I was analyzing his tape as to why, why was this so bad? And so uh, I wanted to take a look at that. Uh, and in, also, in, in addition, see if he's worth picking up in the first round and would he fit with the Packers. So let's take a look. So in 2019, his latest season, uh, three out of the 13 games he played, he had three interceptions, um, which is obviously not so great. Now, 
Jordan Love has like a lot of athletic talent. The guy is 6'4", 224 pounds. He can rush it in, obviously, in 2018, rushing it in seven times. Um, he also plays primarily in the shotgun. He's not really under center. That's something that he's currently working on a lot. But looking at his tape, uh, especially some of the games where he really, really struggles, he just kind of forces a lot of the throws. But at the same time, some of those throws he makes, damn, they are absolutely impressive. Um one of the things that I've noticed is that his deep ball is great. He does it, He's able to float it. Well, a lot of back shoulder passes, a lot of sideline grabs, a lot of things that you would see of like Aaron Rodgers to like Jordy Nelson. Phenomenal. Uh, he's really great on the run, extending the play. Again, similar to what you would see with Aaron Rodgers and constantly just improvising. Um, and those are the kind of things that you look at and you're like, yeah, those are like the tangibles that you want from a QB. Um that being said, some of what his downfalls are is that I notice that he usually focuses on one receiver. He needs to work on his eyes to guide defenders off of receivers because every single time he snaps the ball, more or less he's going to either his first read or he's staring down his other wide receiver, which can become obviously problematic and I think also led to a number of interceptions. So I want to take a look at Two games in particular. So the LSU game. Uh, so LSU, obviously, an incredible football team uh, this season. But in LSU, he went 15 for 30, 130 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. So one, some of the things I noticed that it's not his fault is, one, that the receivers dropped balls. Two, he was under constant pressure. Um, and at the same time, even though the stats are not that great, he still made some really damn nice throws. And looking at his interceptions, the first pick, he didn't put up enough on it. He threw it on the inside, and so it was picked off uh, near the sideline. The second one was just a bad throw into tight coverage, and the third one is just uh, throwing a prayer near like the end of the game. So, again, not great. Um, but he also didn't really have the receiving talent to help him out. And at the same time, he was getting massacred uh, behind that O-line. Now... In addition, the other game that I wanted to take a look at was his BYU game. So there, uh, one touchdown, three interception. Uh, he threw an excellent back shoulder uh, touchdown, which was incredible. Um, and he threw a great sideline pass to Maynard as well. Now, looking at his interceptions, though, this is where I like got a little bit concerned because one of the first interceptions, the defender jumped the route. It was a great play by him, made a good read, didn't put up enough uh, on the ball. And there was five defenders around the wide receiver. And the second one literally is the exact same. Defender jumps it. Uh, there's five guys around the receiver. There's no separation. He could have dropped it in there. It would have been a very difficult throw. Um, but that's just decision-making that needs to be cleaned up. And then the last one is just another prayer in the, in the fourth quarter with 18 seconds left. And so, you know, coming through with it and looking at the combine and, and, and looking at, you know, some game tape, from this season, I think the he has everything that you would want in a QB that's going to sit behind another great QB like Aaron Rodgers. Because what is Aaron Rodgers really, really damn good at? He's great at his decision making. He's good at tricking defenses, as guiding his off his eyes off uh, receivers and getting defenders off of them. And he's able to make and extend those plays. I see a lot of characteristics with Jordan Love and that he's able to do a lot of things that Rodgers is able to do. And if he's able to get more intelligent about the game, whether it is with his eyes, whether it's with his footwork under center, etc., I think that he really could be a damn good football player in the NFL. And so the question ultimately becomes... Do the Packers spend a first-round pick on him? And I think that that's the hardest 
question to try and gauge because you're looking at the potential future. Now, that being said, we're picking at number 30. You know, so there's there's a potential that Jordan Love doesn't even fall down to us because there's other QB needy teams. As I mentioned before, the Patriots might scoop him up because what what are they doing right now at quarterback? So in my opinion, the only way that you take Jordan Love in the first round is if the inside linebackers you want are not there, uh, the wide receivers that you want are not there, and your offensive tackles are not there. And if like all those guys that you wanted to pick are not there, then I would be okay with going with a Jordan Love. And I feel like we're going to get to that point where a lot of people were upset when Rodgers was drafted, uh, when we still had Favre. I feel like you're going to see a, a, like the, the newer... Uh, fan base, they're going to have a choice of being like, why in God's name would we go with Jordan Love when we have Aaron Rodgers, etc. I I think the pick makes sense only if we exhausted all of our other options and we couldn't trade back, you know, and get some really good value with it. Um, Once you start getting into like the second round, if we already got one of our key pieces, like an inside linebacker tackle or wide receiver in the first round, if he falls into the second, I could totally justify picking it up with a second. Because again, I mean, I've mentioned this a million times that we need a backup QB. We might be able to get a backup QB and also a potential starter in the future. Now, of course, I'm also not writing off Aaron Rodgers because I think that the guy has years left to play. Um, But I would think if if you're going to, Call me a a betting man. I would think if we're actually going to draft his successor, it's going to come more next year and the year after rather than this year. I do want there to be a bit of a priority on the team that we have right now uh, and trying to make the most of the window that we have. But I don't think Jordan Love would be a bad pick for the Green Bay Packers, and I think he could learn a lot from Aaron Rodgers, and I think uh, he could develop into a really, really good quarterback. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Would you be okay with picking up a QB uh, in the first round? You let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members who are Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. There will be another video today. Don't you worry. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go back, go.